Hey guys, Dan and Moxie here. Just a quick word to say we're keeping all of these old UTS podcast episodes available to you, still free of charge, on all of our platforms. But be aware, now that we're independent, we are no longer the official podcast of Cheltenham Saracens Rugby Club. Also, all of our social media platforms will remain the same, but our SoundCloud page has a brand new address. You can find that at soundcloud.com forward slash the UTS podcast. You're listening to UTS, the official podcast of Chatham Saracens RFC. All right, come on in then, guys. Seat yourselves down and make yourselves comfortable. You're about to listen to the UTS podcast. If you're listening for the very first time, this is the official podcast of Cheltenham Saracens RFC, an amateur grassroots club in Cheltenham, Gloucestershire. And as always, I am your host. I am Dan Lodge, joined by the man sitting just opposite from me, Mark Moxie Collier. And we are coming to you live, almost, from the Club of Dreams, our home here at King George V. Like on every show, before we get started, let us remind you that this is a completely amateur podcast produced entirely by volunteers. Everything we do for this show, buying recording kit like the stuff we're using right now, running the SoundCloud, advertising on social media, running the website, all of that stuff comes directly from our own pockets. And we bring you this entirely free on the first Friday of every single month on utspodcast.com soundcloud.com slash Cheltenham Saracens RFC, Player FM, Podbean, Podbay, iTunes, and many, many, many more platforms. And if you're a fan and you want to support what we do, then share us on social media. Show us a little bit of love, post it up on Facebook, tweet about it, uh, put it up on LinkedIn, maybe an Instagram post, uh, what else, WhatsApp it to your social group, or even make a Snapchat story with a funny filter and maybe some dog ears or, you know, a, a weird animal face and tell all of your friends why you love what we do and why they should too. And of course, if you listen on iTunes, you can support us bigly by giving us a rate, review and a subscribe as it helps the algorithm and helps us get just a little bit more noticed. And of course, if you're listening to this and you own a local business or know somebody that does, and you think they'd be interested in sponsoring a show, make sure you get in touch with us. Give us an email, utspodcast at gmail.com, and set that subject header as advertising. Well, boys and girls, 2018 is finally here, and we are officially on our second calendar year as a podcast, which is actually crazy. Hopefully you've all all had a fantastic Uh, holiday period, whatever it is, holiday you subscribe to. And before we get into today's show, both Moxie and myself want to give a massive thank you to each and every one of you for listening to this monthly show that we put out. Uh, We've said it a few times in the past, we never really expected to get that many listeners and we didn't really know how many people would honestly be interested. And originally we said it was going to be just a one-year thing and we'd see how it went and if it tanked then it that's fair enough. It tanked and we'd only do one series and we'd shut it down and never ever mention it again. Uh, at no point did we ever expect to reach some of the figures that we have in the past year or year and a half. And, you know, we'll mention some of those figures later on in the show. But even some of the locations that some of our listeners are from or listening from or accessing the show from, I never ever imagined But to say this, but outside of Cheltenham, our 
second biggest fan base isn't in Gloucester. Our second biggest fan base is in San Francisco, California, which is unbelievable. I think had you told us that when we'd started doing it, I think we'd have probably laughed in your face. Um, it, it's mad. It's it's unbelievable. Um, but we want to give a massive, massive thank you to everybody who listens because we really appreciate it. Uh, wherever you're from, be it Cheltenham or Chooksbury or New York or San Francisco, wherever it might be, we want to give you a massive, massive thank you for tuning in every single month. And uh, I think I think that's all the thank yous out of the way. I think so. Anyway, well, it's time to look back at the results from December. We'll kick off with the first team. The first team only had two games last month, and they started it pretty well, picking up a 12-5 win over fellow promotion chasers Long Levens here at King George V back on December 9th. But they weren't able to finish on a high note, unfortunately. On the 16th, they lost out 29-0 on the road to fifth place to Spartans in Gloucester. The second team were also in action on the 9th, falling to Stroud Nomads 20 points to nil before giving a walkover to Longleven Seconds on the 16th. The third team actually weren't in action at all during December, so we'll skip right past that. But I'm going to hand over to Mark Moxie Collier to tell us how the pups closed out 2017. December didn't start too well for the under-15s, as the trip down the M5 to Avermouth saw us lose 22 points to 10 to a team that I feel we really should be beating. Unfortunately on the day, we played well in short spells but lapses in concentration and defensive errors allowed the home side to score some easy tries. After a much needed Sunday training session to try and iron out some little things, we went back down the M5 in the yellow peril to take on St Brendan's. This was our final County Cup pool fixture. Unfortunately we already knew that even a convincing win would not be enough to take us through into the cup knockout stages. But win, lose or draw, we would at least go through to the plate for the third year in a row. And win the game the pups did. On a dreadful pitch that would make Everest Road look like a bowling green. And with the weather trying to ruin the day, uh, the Saris ground out a 17 points to 7 win to end the pool stages in third place. Just behind Dings Crusaders and, and the group winners, Lydney. Our aim is to keep improving and uh, to do that we'll need to get to the plate final. And as Grider has uh, stated on his social media, his New Year's resolution is to win the plate. I'm sure all the boys, coaches, management, management and the parents all feel the same. We all believe the Saris have the squad to do it. We shall have to just wait and see if the fixtures are kind to us. Well, a little bit of a mixed bag for the pups, but at least they finished on a high. I suppose that's a real positive and uh, hopefully they can keep those wins coming in January. And talking of January, as you've probably noticed by now, there's no guest on this show this month, but we are going to have a look back at the year that has gone past. We've had some fantastic shows, um, some very funny guests, a lot of local rugby talk, a lot of youth rugby talk, as well as a little bit of national and even international rugby discussions and uh, it's safe to say, I think this has probably been my most favourite year of doing this show. <clears throat> well, we'll start off with January then. We'll start at the top of 2017. Uh, a bit of a mixed bag for the first team. One win, two losses, but they did pick up that big win. 52-22 over North Bristol. And uh, a pretty good pretty good month for the seconds. Of course, coming away with that 62-0. 
uh, win over Berry Hill. Uh, the, the pups had a bit of a mixed bag. Uh, of course, the 33-19 win over Stowe. And then, of course, that 30-0 loss uh, to Tetbury. But to be fair, I mean, you said yourself at the time, Tetbury were very, very strong. Yeah, they were. I mean, it was... I don't really want to say too much about it because I'll probably get in trouble if I do. Um, it was a bit, of, bit of a naughty one over there. Um, a County Cup game. Pretty pretty important game. Um, basically, the winner of that goes through to the Cup. Um, one of the lads' dads was refereeing. Again, I, I think I'll leave it there. Yeah. 30 <laughs> points to nil. Um, yeah, there was a, yeah, I'll leave it there. Fair enough. Um, yeah, Stowe, um, you say we won 33-19. Um, <laughs> the ref actually scored at 43-19. Did he? Yeah. He was wrong. And, <laughs> and he, he's actually a physics master at Harrow, or he was a physics master at Harrow. Might not be anymore. <laughs> God. Uh, it, it's so weird looking back, because like this this time last year, we had Phil Waters on the show. Yeah, it's just, was, like, just like yesterday, isn't it? Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't feel like a whole year. Like, I still remember that, because I, I can't even see the table in it. We did it on the... Tippet table. The tippet table, yeah, of course. We we, we had him on, because that was one of the last ones we did, I think, with the old the old setup. That's right, where yeah. We had, where we, we got the phone out, and the audio was less than ideal, but... You know, we'll we'll get to those, and and that was pretty cool actually, because I I didn't think we'd get Phil on, if that makes sense. Like I didn't know if he, if he would have the time. I didn't know if he'd be bothered or interested with it. But yeah, I mean, it, I don't know. It's I think it's more the fact that you know he didn't have the time because with it, with his work, mm. um, obviously um, he's got a young lad now, um, or, or you know fatherhood and parenthood that that tends to take up a lot of your time. And also, you know, obviously being a being a referee as well, he's, yeah. he's got very little time to himself, and obviously giving up an evening to come over and do this, it was a, it was, I mean, it was brilliant, but uh, he didn't have to, and, and but he did, and you know we're, we're trying to still get him on now and again, aren't we? Yeah, I think so. I think um, we. I really need to chase up that because I think he wanted to do a mini series, didn't he? Which I'm 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 loving the sound of. Um, so that is something we'll definitely chase up. Yeah, he, he wants to be. He wants to be. Um, a bit more involved with it coming maybe from the uh, from the side of the referee yeah I think I think that'd be a good shout I mean it's I'm I'm like I've always said if people want to get involved in or outside of the club like if other clubs want to come on happy days you know because at the end of the day this isn't something that's being done hugely at this level I don't think I, no I don't, not at all I mean, I mean I mean ultimately we are it, it is mainly um, about Chatham Saracens but we do we do want to sort of have you know, focus on other clubs as well. Yeah, I mean, local rugby. You've got to have, you've got to have a little bit of variety every now and then. I think, and that's 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 one thing we can say, especially looking at some of the other episodes, and we'll come to those later on. But like, some of them have been really, really good episodes. Yeah, and and they've been mostly involving people outside of the club. Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, the, the one that springs to mind is um is the last one with Leroy and uh, and uh, what's his name? Archie. Archie. <laughs> Leroy and what's his name? <laughs> that should have been... Crikey, the, that's, that's giving me uh, that should have 80 been, minutes again. That should have been the official title, I think, actually. Leroy um, and what's his name? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, like, it, I think it's good. And it's, it's cool that they want to come on as well. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, especially from, from Phil's point of view, you could say fair enough for some of the guys from Cheltenham, like Crispo and Tyner that we'll, we'll mention later on, and Archie and, and Leroy, and, because they've got a little bit of history with the club. And to be fair, Waters kind of does, because he's 
you know, he came up through local rugby, but at the same time, you're like, having somebody from the top flight want to come on for a grassroots podcast, I think for me is awesome. Yeah, brilliant. I mean, especially, obviously, back back in the early days when we had um, Billy and Jacob come on. You know, they, of course, they yeah. were They were great. And that's, that's possibly something I'd like to chase up as well, maybe. I don't know who I need to speak to, though, because maybe if there's one or two kind of local guys at Gloucester knocking about. I guess I'd have to do that properly through the club, though, I guess. I don't really know how we do it. I'll, I'll chase it up, know, but maybe, that, maybe, that might be something in the maybe, future. Maybe we could ask, ask Billy or Jacob, see if, yeah. they, if anyone wants to. At least, to though, even, even if they say, you know, we do have to do it through the proper standards, at least they can point us in the direction of somebody. So yeah, definitely. Maybe, I mean, that, it, maybe that's something. I think it'd be good, good to get somebody, you know, a really big name on again. I think so. Um, the one one that really springs to mind actually is um, Bucko. That F- fancy a trip to China? Uh, I, yeah. <laughs> What's the exchange rate like? I I don't know. I if 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 the chance comes, I will tell you who we could do as well. As I noticed actually uh, a couple of weeks ago on Twitter, he is back kind of in the area. Is uh, Rupert Harden? He's back at Harbour, isn't he? He is back at Harbury. That is maybe something... I was going to say, if he's listening to this, maybe this could be a thing. I don't think he's listening to this. I don't, <laughs> I don't think he is. Um, but, you know... He's on, he's on Twitter. He's always... Uh, yeah, I mean, it couldn't, couldn't hurt. Give him a message and see if he fancies coming on because um, obviously that kind of... that local rugby playing at Gloucester, coaching here. Uh, and it's safe to say he kind of moulded quite well to the, to what we do at the Saris and he fully enjoyed himself. So maybe that is something. I, yeah, I maybe, think I think everyone does, don't they? When they come to in. be fair, they do a little bit, <laughs> and maybe this is maybe this is something for the future. Maybe kind of maybe I'm putting it too grandly, but kind of having Waters come on has kind of opened the doors to having one or two big names make an appearance. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the one that that sort of uh, springs to mind that, that a shame we didn't get on, he, and he he was all he was pretty willing to come on, and that was. Um, What's his name? Ex-Gloucester coach. With a, with a baggy hat. Oh, God, yes. Laurie Fisher. Laurie Fisher, yeah. Maybe that's why he didn't want to come on, because I couldn't remember yeah. his name. Yeah. No, we'll, we'll edit that out. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that was that is something that would have been pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think Waters has kind of opened that door to maybe, you know, big names coming on. And of course, it was it was really fun to hear, like hear his kind of side of it, like playing or not playing, but refereeing at that t- that top level. Um, and we also talked a little bit the, the sevens as well. Of course, he came down and he helped referee on the day. Yeah, for yeah. Um, that was for. Oh, of course, that was for the Liam O'Keefe Trust, wasn't That's it? That's right, the yeah, Liam yeah. O'Keefe Fund. Yeah, yeah and. Um, Obviously, we we raised like three thousand pounds on the day, and he raised like a like nearly a grand of that himself just through donations. Yeah, with the referee shirts and you know signed bits and pieces. Because I I didn't I knew he was coming. Like I'd messaged him and I'd said, you know, are you keen to do this? And he was like, absolutely. He said, just you know, tell me when and where, and I'll be there. Which was happy days. And then the next thing I know, he's turned up and he's got a like literally like a backpack, and he was just <laughs> like, all of this stuff is for you. And I was like, well. Well, Jesus, Phil, I, I I don't think it'll all fit me. And he just looked at me and he went, 
for the auction. And then he undid the bag and he just started handing me shirt after shirt. And I just remember turning to Jimmy O'Shea and I was like, Jim, what do you want me to do with all of this? Like, where do we put it? And I think some of it's probably still down in the changing rooms, actually. Or not in the changing rooms, in the barrel room. And yeah, I, I mean... I, the amount of people who bid and then just didn't pick stuff up. <laughs> didn't Wasn't it Squirt and, um, and Matt Kelly were bidding for the referee shirt? Yes. Actually, I, I don't know. I think they were definitely bidding, but I think it was... I don't know who was winding who up, if I'm honest, because <laughs> Matt would bid for stuff and then Squirt would bid against him. And then that was the whole theme of just yeah. whatever Matt wanted, Squirt also wanted it, just because make make Matt spend more money, basically. Like, I don't think there was... I don't think he actually intended to buy anything, if I'm honest. I think it was just... No. I think it was just like, we've had a couple of pints, let's wind each other up. <laughs> but there you go. He ended up, I think it was roughly about £800 on the day through all of his... Oh, his his, his yeah. shirts and Brilliant. I think there was a, there was an England under twenties jersey, and they literally just, right, yeah, they'd yeah. won the World Cup like a couple of weeks before it or something, yeah. and it was signed. Yeah, so that was that was unbelievable. So, yeah, shout out to Phil Waters if he's listening. Hopefully he is because didn't we subscribe to the podcast on his phone? I think we got him onto it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether or not he's found them. And whether he knows where to find them, we don't know. But he is a subscriber. We recommend you subscribe as well. Um, but anyway, yeah. So yeah, to be fair, we we started January on a high. I think that was a that was a pretty good start having Phil on. Yeah. And um, and of course, looking at February, uh, a, a good couple of wins actually for the first team. Just looking at my notes here, a twenty-one win over Berry Hill, and uh, forty-two-three over Cheltenham North. Interestingly, both of those teams ended up going down last season, which is something I didn't expect. Well, Chatham North was a, was a weird one, wasn't it? I, they weren't really in a position to go down, were they? I no. I don't think. The way, it's, it's weird the way it works, though, because everything... Was it because, because of the structure of the, the leagues? Yeah. That's the reason they went down. Because um, the way it's done is, because we had this, when we got promoted from Gloucester 1, we weren't sure how it worked. Geographical, isn't it? Well, it's not necessarily. It's, it's whatever happens in the leagues above... So like your, your Nationals and your Southwest One East or whatever it is now, uh, Southwest Premier above, above that, and it all trickles down. Right. So we are affected by two big things, and it's mainly Western Counties North and who wins the playoff. Because okay. the first, first team in Gloucester Premier gets promoted, and then the second one goes into the playoff against the runner-up in Somerset Premier. Right. And depending who wins, that playoff affects how many people or how many teams go up and down. So one one year you could have one team coming down. And as it was, we had, I think last season, Sirencester came down and Whitehall came down. And of course, then with St. Mary's not getting promoted, mm. you end up having too many teams in the league. So they don't set an automatic number for relegation. Right, okay. It, oh, it all depends you. on who comes up and down. So one year you could have one team getting relegated. The next year you could have anyone in the bottom half could go down. Which is a little bit unfair, I think. But... I think you're probably better off knowing how many go down. Yeah, I think so. So you, you know your fate before, yeah. before the start of the season. Well, not, not your fate, but you know the fate of the teams at the bottom. Yeah, absolutely. The... You know, like, if we, if we finish in X place, we're safe. Yeah, Rather than kind of not knowing until, 
like halfway through July or August or whatever, whenever the, you know. So I, I don't know. It's it's a bit of a weird one, especially with Berry Hill, because the year before that, they were flying. You know, they were doing yeah. so well. And I think it's, it's like Jimmy Mack said, you've got to be really careful what you wish for. They put together a really strong side, um, really, really good at this level. And obviously they've they've probably been swiped by a number of other other teams. And as it is with with this level, if you if you lose quality, you've got to replace quality and they ended up getting relegated the following year. So it's it's yeah, it's real real weird how it works. But um but yeah, I probably wouldn't have put money on them going down, but Well they 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 struggled throughout the whole their whole club, didn't they? Yeah. Seniors and, and their juniors. They they were struggling. I know when they came to us that they were they only had twelve players. That's what I remember you saying, yeah. Yeah, it was it was it's a shame, really. But. Yeah, you don't want to see any club really. I, I don't think that was down to injuries either. I think it was down to literally lack of players. But I mean, it was great for them to come over. I mean, yeah, as long as they made a game of it. Yeah, I mean, obviously like we, we gave them a few players to to, to play on the day. Oh, well, there you go. Then yeah, as long as you can make a game of it, because that's what it's about. It's about it's, especially with, especially with youth and, and minis. It's about getting the boys and the, and the girls getting them out playing rugby. Yeah, that's what that's what it's all about. And of course, we can't forget our guest, of course, for February. Um, I think February was actually the last time we had someone on where we used the phone. I think we mentioned it earlier on in in Waters' uh, conversation where we said, you know, that was the old setup before we started using the studio. And I think Scouse was actually the last one. Well, was it Scouse in February, was it? Yeah. Oh. oh. <laughs> and I, I, to be honest, I think we were lucky to get it because he... I think had broken his leg like a couple of weeks before, hadn't he? So he was actually in in plaster and on crutches during the interview. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Um, I mean, look, looking back then, he he was um, definitely saying that he he probably wasn't going to play again. But I, I think he's uh, I think he's edging edging, edging reckon, towards the field again. I think. Do you reckon he's getting the bug? I think he's getting the bug. When, when you're when you're still young enough to play, you, you tend to not want to to give it up. Yeah. No, I I tend. I, mean, to I get don't that. obviously don't want to speak out of turn, but uh, yeah. I, I get the feeling that he's uh, he'd like to have a, have another go. Yeah, I'd like to see him come back. I think. I mean, he did mention on the thing that he was looking to be more of a leader in on the field and stuff like that, which is awesome. Um, we to be fair, we've got a few strong characters, but you know, one more never hurts, does it? Do you know what I mean? No, it's, it's good to have that in place. Um, obviously listening to the episode as well you wouldn't know unless he told you that he had a, a, a broken leg because uh, it certainly didn't affect his voice box no. that's, for, that's for sure <coughs> oh god it was um, if you've not listened to the show yet really really go back and listen to February 2017 with Scouse uh, I know on some of you it, uh, or some of your platforms it might come across a little bit quiet and we will I will get around to sorting that out actually um it does come. It does come across quite quiet. I listened to it this morning, and uh, it does come like I had it full blast, and I was struggling to hear it. So that's a little right. bit. That's on me. So I'll have to sort that out. But it's it's really really simple, and um, yeah, it's, it's weird. I never I never thought we'd have anyone at the club who would have got into rugby just by having a drunk conversation at a bar I want to say the rotunda that's probably completely wrong with with Dom Richardson yeah there's 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 no I think it was, it was the uh, re- restoration or the retreat one of the one of the R's anyway I don't know if they'd allow Scouse in the retreat 
Is that a bit too posh? No. No? No, no. No, they're tricky, innit? Fair enough. <laughs> but um, I, I, oh, oh, yeah, probably, I, I don't know, I, the rotunda came to mind, that's probably completely wrong. But Okay. I mean, there's there's no other club, really, that where that would happen. Yeah, you know, no. It, it's got Saris written all over it, isn't it? Yeah, to that, be that fair, sort of yeah. We had, a, we had a drink in a pub, and he said I should take up rugby because I'm a big lad. <laughs> and then he ended up playing on the wing and, like, destroyed his opposite number just again and again so yeah i mean it's it's that it's that kind of thing which i absolutely love and i think we'll have to get dom on as well at some point i think yeah i, I spoke to dom and uh i think he's i think i'm gonna try and gonna try and twist his arm there's actually quite um i say quite a few there's, there's a few lads that that are, that are asking to come on um so that, that's days. great that's great well don't don't go naming any names because we'll, we'll try and no, keep no, no, it as, no, no, as much names. as a surprise yeah. but um but yeah, I, I I'd like to have Dom on because that could be quite a funny episode. I think. Yeah, I think I think obviously talking about um, about Skies, but there's there's still a lot. Although he although he did uh, talk a, a fair bit, there's still quite a lot that he's um, he's got left to say. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. Maybe maybe try and get another episode, whether it's a bonus episode or yeah, whatever. But I think try so. and get him back on again. I think so. That could be a <laughs> shout because. Might be might be an X-rated one. Might have to be a an 18 certificate, but like uh, a like a Jimmy Mac where you can only listen if yeah. you've got the link. <laughs> Possibly. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll see about that. If he's keen to come back on, I don't see why not. Never short of words. No. Never short of words. So, uh, but that's that's actually quite cool. That's what you want as a guest, I suppose, is to have someone who's yeah, naturally chatty. To, he wants to chat, yeah. So uh, yeah, that was always yeah that was always a fun one. And of course, just looking at March. Um, Standing out on the fourth, the big result for me here was the three points to five loss to St. Mary's. How the hell have they gone so backwards this season? Again, I, this is probably along the, the same lines as the Berry Hill one. Where they, I mean, they were in the playoff last year. And they, they lost probably by about two or three points, I think it was, to the team in Somerset Premier. Right, okay. And they ended up not getting promoted, and they're fighting off relegation. It's it's just it's kind of scary, actually. How that's, quickly I mean, that's, that's how it goes sometimes, isn't it? In sport, that you can have a great season, everything goes sort of your way. Then the following year, you, you you tend to do the same things or or try and try and improve on things, but it just doesn't happen. You know, the, the gods conspire against you, and, and you know you don't get the results you you want to get. It is it is strange, and of course. Um, in March, we didn't actually have a guest on last March. We ended up, that was our first show in the sauna because I think that we were supposed to have Andre on, weren't we? Yeah, that's right. And yeah. he ended up, he ended up cancelling because he couldn't <coughs> find, I think, a babysitter or something, which is fair enough. You know, I, I think it was gonna... work commitments. He, he oh, no, it London, was, yeah, because so, yeah. he, yeah, of course. Yeah. He couldn't make it back. So And um, yeah, so we ended up talking a little about the, the James Connolly Cup between Cheltenham, Saris and Cheltenham North. Um Obviously, a, a massive result for Saris. I think it was, uh, what did I mention it just now? 42-3, I think it was. Uh, yeah. 42-3, yeah. So that was uh, an unbelievable performance. Uh, an unbelievable day, really. Yeah. Well, any, anything like that is is is, is going to be good, isn't it? Yeah. I think. I mean, it's, I mean, it was, it, it had everything, I think. And the amount of people that turned out was just unbelievable as well. Like, there were people from not just Saris in the north, there were people from Tigers, there were lads from Smiths. Of course, his his youth side, 
the uh, was it is it Tiger's Old Boys or something? Now yeah, they, yeah. they refer to themselves like they those lads all turned out as well, which was awesome. Yeah, and it probably made in a weird way. I, I don't know if I mentioned this on the show, but it kind of felt like that kind of buzz that you get at Combination Day. Oh, definitely, definitely. It was uh, there was a real like I felt it was, it was it. almost to me it was almost probably almost better than Combination Day. Yeah. You know, the, the, the buzz and, the, and, and you know, the, the, the way everyone was on, on the day, it was just, just, it was just a brilliant day. Yeah, the whole thing from start to finish was unbelievable. Like, it was so good. And, of course, we also mentioned um, Six Nations, Italian Space Invaders. And I think, <laughs> and I think we actually called it <coughs> on the show where we said, you know, how do we deal with it? Um if this is going to be the case now, do you think it's going to be like a, a bit of an epidemic? A team's going to stop rucking in order to man mark? And as it was, thankfully, we didn't see that at any level, which was which was I think, great. I think we, we, I think one or two teams might have tried it, but yeah, but unsuccessfully. I think they, you know, it, it turned out. But yeah, it's just, and I think we also called it at the time that. The tackle area, I suppose, because it's no longer a ruck area, is it? The tackle area would set the boundaries for the offside lines, which is what the law has eventually become. Yeah. So I'm not saying we predicted it, but we predicted it. <laughs> I'm just saying that now on on the review show. But uh, yeah, no, I I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not entirely sure if I agree with the law change. I just think, do you know what? The, the law's there for a reason. And it was there for... God knows how many years, but nobody picked it up on it. That no, was just a, it was just an, an amazing bit of a sort of psychology, wasn't it, by the Italians? Exactly. They, they just they they saw a saw a flaw in the, in the uh, in the law and, and went with it, and they actually they they actually played it really well. But again, I I don't know if because you kind you kind of and and maybe some of our listeners all kind of disagree with this a little bit you're almost penalizing them for being creative yeah definitely and i i i don't think there was there was there wasn't many people watching that thinking what the bloody hell are we watching yeah this this is just weird and it I just it always wasn't rugby like we said you know it's yeah. it like a game of space invaders wasn't it well, it was just, it was but at the end of the day it's it's little gems like that where you kind of look at it and you think they've they've played the law book very well there yeah yeah, so I mean, I just, so, some people might say, "Oh, they stuck two fingers up to the law," but but interpretations, I don't know, but, isn't it? But it's inter- how you, like you said, it's how you interpret it, the law. And they've said, you know, if there's if there's no ruck officially, there's no ruck, then there's no offside line. No. So I I I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not sold on that law change to be honest. I. Well, I think over the last few few years, or sort of two two three four years, they they they've tampered with with these um, laws around the ruck and the mall and the scrum and they've, they've tweaked it and adjusted it and almost too much. Yeah. Like every year there seems to be something new. Like every year. Like um, the big one for me for playing in the front row was the setting, setting the scrum. Yeah. Because we had the, we had the um, crouch, touch, pause, engage, which was all right to a T. But again, that comes down to who's referee in the scrum at the time. Because 
there are there are a few times when back when I kind of played, you know, all, all four of those games, where if the referee took forever to go through the series, you, you'd you'd find that your front row would be off balance and and it was just a nightmare. But if you if you had someone who was very much like crouch, touch, pause, engage, and you just got on with it, it was like it was gangbusters, happy days. Yeah, I, I, th- I think. And then they, then they changed it to this crouch bind pause set set, and then I, crouch bind set. So we got rid of the pause, and now it's another thing. It and, was oh, yeah. And then I it was um, the scrum half only put the ball in when I say yeah, exactly. And now it, it's go on whenever you want. When yeah, you're ready. Of course, it was in the the referees would say yes nine or yes scrum half, and then it was I'll raise my hand. And now it's just you put it in whenever you want. So yeah. they've, they've kind of said, right, we'll stop you putting it in whenever and you'll have to listen to the ref. And now they've gone, you can, we'll go back to that go original. Back to that was. Mind you saying that with, 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 this, with the, the crouch, touch, pause, whatever it was, it's, I don't think it hurt as much as when, when you used to charge each other. Yeah, no. That's, what, that's one thing I remember. But, like, you, I, I, I always felt like I had to hit, to properly to hit, to get either underneath him if he was, if he was a small fella or to get him off balance or whatever. And now I think because you're so near, like it's only literally you're like an arm's length away. But it's, it's what is really annoying as I see it on TV as well is the, the referees who, who will stand the scrums up, stand the packs up and they'll be like, you're, you're too close. Right, yeah. And you think, well, no, you've pre-engaged. And you think, well, do you know what? Unless they're literally trying to shove the out of each other, let it go. Like the whole idea was to bring them within an arm's reach, is to get them closer together. Yeah. Don't. don't well, it's, it's, it's to take away the um. Don't the, break the danger, it up. The danger of trying to break someone's neck, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm all for safety <coughs> because it's absolutely necessary that you know these safety implementations are implemented. But if you're going to say right, we're going to bring them closer together so they're only an arm's reach, and then that will take the hit away and it will make things safer, you can't then turn around and try to reset a scrum because the forwards are too close together. Surely that was the whole idea of bringing them within an arm's length. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but there you go. So, yeah, that was Italian Space Invaders and the changing of the rule. Um, and, of course, Italy kind of didn't commit to the work, <coughs> so they were then... Technically, they were allowed to stand wherever they want, so they didn't necessarily need to be behind the back foot because there was no back foot to be behind. And of course, um, there was the rule change that now the tackle area is offside or the or it sets the offside line. And uh, yeah, like I said before, like I'm not saying we predicted it, but we definitely predicted it. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, going on to the pups, um, in March, their, their biggest game to date, uh, County Cup semi-final. Or right, right, it was a plate semi-final. But uh, still semi-final. Hey, silverware is silverware. Yeah. But, I mean, away at Frampton Cottrell. Um, don't really know what happened there. It's just... They they, they seem to come out pretty slowly. Um, and, and not really sort of get, get up to speed. Um, I mean, we, we lost the game 20 points to 10. But that was, that was a good Frampton Cottrell side. But it's just a shame, obviously, being so close to... Uh, to winning some silverware. Never mind. There's always this year. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Hopefully we yeah, can bring something back in kind of near the business end yeah. of the season. Get a, get a little bit of a, something else to put in the trophy cabinet outside the door there. Yeah, hopefully. Fingers hopefully. crossed. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think we're we're potentially good enough to win it. Um, as long as the fixtures are uh, 
pretty pretty kind to us, like I say. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Hope fingers crossed anyway. Yeah. Moving on to April. Now, this is what we mentioned earlier on with um, the kind of the people from outside the club coming on. Uh, Mike Crisp and Dan Townsend came on to discuss their kind of... Uh, it was their fundraising drive <coughs> for Cheltenham Tigers, of course, wasn't it? Because they uh, managed to come to an agreement, I think, with the RFU and the FA. And I think they have... Uh, Managed to secure the funding for a brand new shower block or changing rooms. Yeah, that's all. That's all started now. And an all-weather pitch is that underway? Yeah, the actual. Yeah, the uh, the building work started on the uh, on the changing rooms. Happy days. Well, it's going to be. It, I've seen the footprint, and it's it's yeah. pretty big. It's going to be a yeah a big old place. Happy days. It's, it's good to that that at least somebody in town is getting that kind of investment in their facilities. And that's and, and like like they said on the on the uh, on the episode that it's not just going to benefit Chatham Tigers. It's going to benefit the whole of local rugby. Yeah, absolutely. And not not just rugby, other sports as well. Yeah, cause, I mean, I think they said at the time, you know, there was going to be the opportunity, especially during the winter months, once it's set up and once everything is sorted with it, where you could almost have almost like a, a mini combination day where if, you know, if, if the pitch up here is going to be rock solid, we'll go to Newlands, we'll play there, Pats after us, Cheltenham after them or what, you know, whatever order it happens to be in. Yeah. And then you'll get those winter games played and you can almost make like a, a day of it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and again, you know, it's, it might not be straight away, but, but I'm sure as a sour is it, we're going to benefit from this pitch. Yeah. Well, it so wouldn't surprise me at all at some point we're going to. No, I mean, like, like you say, you know, because our, our pitch, you know, it's all, it's all right, but um, sometimes it gets a bit waterlogged. So, if we have to, you know, we might be able to play over there, and that's 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 the whole whole idea of it to 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 get to get other teams playing rugby on it. Yeah, I think so because it's not just like you said; it's not just rugby. They've got football teams up there that play. Yeah. So I, I I think it's I think as much as it is kind of put forward as a as a Cheltenham Tigers RFC kind of thing, I think it's actually going to impact a lot more than just them. The only thing that that puts their name on it is because it, it's. At their place, yeah, literally, and that's 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 the only thing, really. Or right, they, they're obviously going to have first choice, but uh, it's it's going it is going to benefit the all, all local rugby. Absolutely, I, I, it's it's good to see it as well. It's good to see somebody getting some kind of investment in their future. Yeah, you know. Um, and again, I remember him, I remember um, Tyner saying that basically, if if they didn't get it, nobody in Gloucestershire was going to get it. So yeah, exactly. We're, we're, you know, got to be glad that it's it's gone somewhere. Yeah, and it's 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 somewhat local to us, you know, as being in Cheltenham kind of yeah. thing. So, you know, I I see no problem at all with that. Um, if you know, if the options are nobody gets it or one club gets it, obviously you want that one club to get it because everybody's going to feed off of it. Yeah, definitely. like you said, you know, you know, we can we can play, <coughs> we can train on it potentially there if you know if training up here. Obviously, with the grinding, it cuts up quite a bit. And, uh, but yeah, I just, I just think, you know, you could have a proper day of it, like the combination day where you have three matches on it and the whole thing. I don't know whether it would, but theoretically, you would have kind of like a mini combination finals day where you've got three games going on, all the fans kind of mingle a little bit. <coughs> I mean, you, they could probably break a barbecue out, 
depending when it was. Obviously, I don't think people are going to want to barbecue in like early January or something ridiculous like that. Why not? As long as if it's dry, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I suppose so. But you know, they could they could probably benefit off of that quite well, as yeah. as will everybody else. So, and I, and that was actually just kind of thinking about this episode. Really, was um, of course it ended up being our at the time up until October, I think it was uh, our most popular episode. Yeah, which was which was unreal. Um, and it was, it was actually quite interesting for like, for me, I mean, you've, you've probably heard it all before anyway, but for like, for me having someone like, uh, crispy on and like having his experiences being shared on the podcast from playing in Twickenham and, yeah, you know, up, up against big names, like big, big names yeah, yeah. In, in the world of rugby. Like for me, that's, that's great. Like that kind of probably putting it slightly dramatically, but that's kind of the idea of this whole podcast is for like stories like that oh, to get that, shared. That's one of the reasons, one of the reasons why I wanted to, you know, come on this podcast is, is to hear people's stories. Yeah. You know, people that, I mean, I've known Chris, I, I played at Chatham with Crispy down, in, um, down in, um, in the Colts. Not very often, but I, I, I played there. Um, so I, I obviously knew a couple of the stories, but, but to have everyone else here, it's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, and it's 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 still a little bit mad. Like I listened to it actually. I think I was when I was coming home from Belfast a couple of weeks ago, and I listened to it on the way back. And it's just probably the one episode that really stands out for me in terms of like this is what I wanted. Like not to say that some of the others aren't, because everyone's got a story to tell. Yeah, yeah. And as long as they're happy to tell it. I'm more than happy to have them on, but to, to have that specific episode is kind of, those are the stories I envisaged kind of in my head. Like that's when I sat down and I said, you know what, I want to I want to make a podcast, I want to make a monthly show where we just sit down and we say, tell us about your career, you know, and tell us, tell us what you've done. And you've, you know, we hear, like Pete Lodge was another one in November in 2016 where he said, yeah. you know, I've gone out and I've played all of these you know, con- uh, clubs up and down the country and that. And that, that was literally, that kind of epitomised the podcast for me, that kind of interview there. Yeah. So that was, <coughs> that was, that was unbelievable. And it's, it's also quite cool that actually I know like he's, he's dealing with the ALS and that. And like, and again, it is, it's probably kind of putting this a little bit too grand and I'm probably getting like way too big headed about it. But like, that story will always be out there now. Yeah, oh yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I, that's probably ridiculous because like probably there's loads of people who know that story. But like in 10 or 20 years or so, people can look back and go, actually, Jesus, like, you know, back in the day, like he was kicking goals for fun against, you know, Northampton or Leicester Tigers or whoever it was. I can't quite remember off that my was, head. That was Mike Pittman kicking that goal against Northampton. I don't know about that. <laughs> He'll claim it. No, he did. Did he? he? Did. Yeah. Back in the day. Yeah, back in the Is day. Is this before he was a prop? No, he was a prop. <laughs> yeah, he's always been a prop, yeah. God. <coughs> When's he coming on as well? I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to sweet talk him. I think that could be a, that could be a good chat. Yeah. But I mean, with, with Crispy, yeah. It's... Yeah, his, his, um, his story, brilliant. Brilliant. It's... Uh, there's, there's so so much knowledge and, and oh yeah, and experience there on the rugby field. But like it's those, 
And I, 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 I almost said it's those kind of old boys' stories. And I, he probably isn't, he's not going to thank me for for kind of roping him in with the old boys tag. But like, no, he's the same age as me, Dan. Yeah, no. So he's he's not an old boy at all then. And um, <laughs> but no, but like for me, those kind of stories from back in the day, like because you you didn't like if if he played at Cheltenham now, no disrespect to Cheltenham, there's there's pretty much zero chance he would play against Leicester Tigers or whoever. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, right. you'd, you'd never have that that competition now. But obviously the game's changed massively and it's it's impossible. It would be a write-off from the very beginning. Yeah. But back then when it was an amateur game, like those kind of stories where, you know, oh, we went down to like Tony Pates was one when he was like, we went down to Evervale and we played there on an, on an awful pitch and we got smashed by about 70 points by a couple of Welsh internationals. Like yeah. no well, one that, can take that away from him. But that right? happened in the... Um whatever the cup was called. Because um, Chatham played, they played down at Harlequins. Mm. Yeah. So those, that's, that's, those, I think that's what, that's what put Bucker on the map, wasn't it? That, that's that right, game. yeah, that game. And and those those stories there, I mean, again, we're, we're back to Bucko and that kind of story. And, and, and again, that's the kind of thing that, for me, I wanted to put out there. Yeah. You know, that was the real thing for me. Oh, just looking, just looking through some of these dates. Oh, so we'll, we'll move on from April now. We've established that probably April was probably... Do you not want to know about our tour? Oh, is this the... Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, let's hear about this then. Oh, dear Lord. Well, obviously, what, what goes on tour stays on tour. I'm not going to say anything about the actual tour. Um, we, 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 we dubbed it the Temptation Tour. That's <laughs> only because it was Devon 17. Brilliant. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> But no, no, it's a um, family show. Family show. Yeah, no, it's, it, it, it was a, it, the best one we've had, I think, so far. Did, did I? Do I remember this? This could probably be completely wrong, but I, do I remember Harry dressing up as Britney Spears? Yes. Yeah. No, I. That's right. Yeah. No, yeah. I remember seeing that, and I just thought, "What is this?" Yeah, Harry. And then Moist of course, that is. of course, it was on. It was on tour, obviously. Yeah. Brave move, though, posting it on Facebook. I have to say, brave. <laughs> Brave. I don't, I, know if, I don't know if brave is a word. <laughs> we also had... Um, there is, there an, is another, a word. Another lad who dressed up as... Uh, is it Nicki Minaj? Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I don't know. What's up with these kids? <laughs> Good Lord. But um, Yeah, anyway, well, the, the rugby was all right. We, um, we, we played against a, uh, a decent Hornet side. Um, no, it wasn't their B team. Moving swiftly on. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we narrowly missed out 32-31. Um, I think we ought to, to put Harry in a in a skirt more often because he, he, he was man of the match by a country mile. He was, he was brilliant playing the fullback that day. Happy days. I mean, yeah, obviously obviously, we don't want to mention too much about tour, but no, it's, it's, it's good that the, the under-15s or I suppose at the time under-14s kind of get that experience. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like... It, it, it's fantastic. They, it it does actually bring them closer together. Yeah, um, like I I think stuff like that is massive, and that's that's probably a, a reason why like we've or they I say we like I'm taking some of the, the credit for it, but like I mean we we kind of we've made a big thing of it that some of them had never played rugby, had never touched a rugby ball before this. Mm. Well, I think maybe it's that kind of because there is such a closeness in the group, mm. why they are so good at what they do. Like it's it's yeah. 
Because realistically, when you you know, no no disrespect to any of the lads, but when you say you know this guy's never played rugby before, and you think, oh god, this is a risk. Yeah. And then the guy goes out, and, or you know, whoever it is, any any of the lads, realistically, and the team as a whole puts in some of the performances that they do. Yeah. Like there's there's something there, and the only thing I could I could probably say that has a massive massive role is having that 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 team connection there. Yeah, oh, definitely. I mean, that's the same with with any team sport, isn't it? That, that that when when you bond as a team, when you go on these these tours and and weekends away and nights away, or, or you know whatever you do, it's it's always it always brings you all together. And and that's that's what tours are. They're great. I mean, obviously we can't say too much about them. Yeah, not, definitely not rugby tours. I mean, definitely not. <laughs> everyone came back. You know. Okay, fine. There's no all one. all limbs yeah. attached. All, yeah, but uh, no, no, it wasn't. It was nothing really bad went on. Just uh, no. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll we'll have a look at May, and of course, we did the the three special end of the season episodes. Um, possibly the most stressful month for me being on the on that podcast during that month. Uh, I had a lot of uh, university hand-ins during May as well. So trying to juggle everything was an absolute nightmare. Um, but of course, Jimmy Mack came on uh, to kind of review the first team season um, and to answer all of your questions for those who uh, listen at home. And That, that was um, the, uh, yeah, the, the most questions to date, I, wasn't it? Yeah, that was uh, an unbelievable <laughs> amount of questions. Also, only, about, only about one or two could actually be broadcast on, on the show. Very funny episode, though. I, I really enjoyed it. I think if, if you're looking for comedy on this podcast, it's probably that episode. Um, because it's just non-stop. Either that or the uh, the June episode, which we'll get to in just a little while. Um, yeah, really episode, a really funny show, because the lads just constantly give him stick for it. Um, so yeah, if you, want, if you want a bit of a laugh, go and check that out. Uh, that's May episode one on the uh, the podcast, whatever service you use to get the show. Of course, Mark Waring came on. Uh, a bit of a short notice on that one. Yeah. But fair fair play to him. He came on and, uh, of course, he shared the details of that combination game uh, against Breeden, where we were 13-0 down, I think it was, at halftime and came back to win. Was it like by a point or Four, something? 14-13. 14-13, yeah. yeah. Um, that was still mad. That was for me. That's the maddest thing. Like, and I, and I, I think I said exactly the same when, um, JC captained the team to come back from fourteen nil down against the Pats at the Prince, oh, of, Wales. Prince of Wales. Yeah. yeah, like I said at the time, that's the maddest thing I ever saw. <coughs> that was actually mental because that turnaround to not concede anything at all in the second half against the, the team that the Pats put out because don't get me wrong like I know it's our seconds against their thirds but they're still going to want to win it like they're not going to just go through the motions yeah. do you know what I mean like it's for them it's a big thing and to, and to turn around that 13 or no it was 17-14 wasn't it they had two converted tries in the first half to, to turn that around into a win um, I think especially with the last one was like a penalty as well with like like three minutes left and then, because I, I still remember this like it's yesterday, like this is this is how mad it was, is that um, I think literally the clock had gone red. So we, we were past the 80. The Pats have got about a four-man overlap. And I think we've got Mark Waring 
or not Mark Warren, who was propping that day? I think Will Allen on the wing against three of their backs and one of their backs knocked it on. <laughs> and then I think Buster like hoofed the ball, like clean out of the stadium, like over the fencing and everything. Yeah. And then we just all pitch invaded. Like, <laughs> and then that was it. They had no choice but to end the game. Like that was, that was still mad. Like I remember that as if it was yesterday. Yeah. But I can honestly say, I think that game against Breeden completely tops that. Because that was actually... That was crazy. Like, had you said to me, had you said to me at halftime after the first half performance, I don't think we even got out of our own half. Like, to, for someone, if someone had told me at halftime, we're going to come back to win this by a point, I think I'd have laughed in their face. Honestly, I like I wouldn't have believed it. And I had a friend of mine over from Canada who was studying at the university as well, and he'd actually said like he had he had done kind of sports work in Canada as well. Like he, I think he worked for a a television company he was a cameraman for ice hockey and stuff like that and he'd said he, he even he had said he'd not seen anything like that like even just the day as a whole anyway like he said was completely mind-blowing because they don't really have that kind of thing in canada right. but like to see that turn around in the 40 minutes like from going from being you know a very one-sided first half where we we couldn't string passes together right and we're knocking on and we're making really basic mistakes to then turn around in the second half. Whatever was said at half time obviously worked. Yeah, because this was obviously when we were on tour, wasn't it? That's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but Buster came back, didn't he? That's right, because he came back to play the game and then went back to tour. Yeah. We we actually didn't think he'd come back after winning. <laughs> after after finding out that, he, that he'd, won, yeah. he'd won it with, his, with a kick. We, we didn't think he'd come back. No, but, he uh, did, to be fair. He, he did Yeah, no, he back. did, he did. And then, of course, just looking at it as well, under-14s, now under-15s captain Noah came on yeah, uh, for, to make up the, uh, the third episode. Uh, that was awesome that he wanted to come on, because to be fair, I think, had anyone asked me at his age, do you want to come on, especially in a radio studio environment, yeah. do you want to come on and, and talk us through the, the world, season? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I'd have run a mile. Well, to be fair, I, I think I asked him a couple of times. I didn't, didn't pressure him. There's, there's no point pressuring him. Well, no. that's it. You, you you can't force people he, to talk. Yeah, he was he was know? he was happy enough to do it. But that was so. awesome, and you know, like obviously a little bit of of kind of like knocking on the table during that and stuff. Yeah, but no, do you know what I mean? Do you know at the end of the day, like I'm just super stoked that he came on. Yeah, like do you know what I mean? Because he gave, he like gave me I a said, bit of clog, didn't he? It's, yeah, he gave yeah. you he gave yeah. you a lot of it. Yeah, cheers. Uh, but yeah, no, to be fair, that, that properly kind of put the cherry on the cake for me because I know a lot of the under fourteens now under fifteens listen to the show. I know a lot of their parents do. So that for me was like a really big thing to have him want to come on. Um, yeah. Cause nice. again, like if that was me, I'd have just, I'd have run. I'd have been like that. Nah, no, thanks. But I don't know. Like, and there was a little bit of, as well, a little bit of, of kind of how he ended up coming to the series. So we kind of, we kind of got an almost like a, like a regular episode of ours out of him as well, which is, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, cause I imagine, like, I, again, I keep saying, like, if it had been me and I'm going on my kind of personal experience, like, I would have just, my mindset would have just been answer questions as quickly as possible and, yeah. just, and then shut up. But he was, <coughs> he was, it was so cool having him on. Like, if you've, if you've not listened to the show, you really, really go and want to go and check it, it was out. Brilliant. I mean, obviously, obviously, to start with, like, like, like most of the guests are, they very nervous to start with, but as you know after five ten minutes absolutely loving it but I, I, it's, it's that environment though isn't it like it's not like i mean we're used to it well we, we've been we've been doing this for like a year and a half right out of his comfort zone didn't he so but that's the thing like for a lot of people this isn't bog standard like for us we're used to it 
Like, yeah. this is what I do like every single day. So this is just my bread and butter. You've been doing this for a year and a half with me. So I'd like to think, you know, obviously when you listen to shows, you know exactly what you're doing now. Like it's, it's, it's fine. Well, like it's, it's happy. <laughs> well, yeah. You see, you see, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> it sounds, yeah. But, but you're, you're comfortable enough on the mic. You're, you know, yeah, you're, definitely, you're yeah. comfortable enough hosting it. Yeah, no worries. Like, so for someone of his age to come on and be like, why not? Let's do it. It's just for the crack. Yeah. That's, that's, that's it. As far as I'm concerned, hopefully he might be on again. Possibly. Yeah. In possibly. the future. Um, as maybe maybe a couple of the other under 15s if they want to come on by all means you know i've got no problem like we said right at the beginning if anyone wants to come on and be a guest we're not going to say no like it's 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 no problem to us well there might be one or two that we say no to but <laughs> oh, oh god let's let's not name drop we don't know we are being totally and utterly unbiased on this show we are being <laughs> not upsetting anybody so yeah, it's safe to say, I think May with the three episodes, I don't think we're doing that again. No way, no way. We'll do, we'll do a, big, a big end of the year wrap where we'll just, we'll, we'll cover all three teams in one show from now on because that's just, that's just mad. That was the worst, that was the most stressful time for me I thought me it was ever. a piece of cake to be fair. Yeah, you didn't have to edit it all and put it all together while also doing assignments on the side. Yeah, no, nothing to it, man. Oh, but of course, talking of madness, we'll we'll have a look at June. We had the uh, the Lions tourists on. Yeah. Uh, Stan, Daryl, and Pedro should have been Terry as well, but for one reason or another, he didn't turn up. No. He's very he is quite elusive when you try and get the microphone in front of him. I've tried a couple maybe, of times. Maybe maybe Pedro left him in the pub. Possibly. <laughs> and I, as you can as you can imagine, he was fighting to get on the show. Um, yeah. But it just for one reason or another wasn't meant to be. Maybe. You know, if you're listening to her, the door is open in the future if you want to come on. Um, you, you can't run away forever. <laughs> but um, no. but uh, that was, that's another show where it was just non-stop laughs, I think. Yeah. That was a, that was a properly funny episode. Like if you're, if you're into your kind of comedy conversations, um, go, go and check out June 2017 with Stan Dowell and Pedro because... Kind to of me, that, long... that, that almost epitomizes um, sort of rugby and the friendships you have around it. Because just <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. The, the banter was was yeah. was amazing. But like, it's kind of along the lines of the Scouse episode for "There's Never a Dull Moment." Yeah, yeah, like, definitely. As, um, the loosest cannon. Oh yeah, it's Pedro's definitely the loosest cannon. And the next meeting, you know, there's like fists being thrown and yeah. Yeah, and, and I'm, I, but the worst bit was for me is I'm on the other side of the glass, and my like my first thought is just please don't break anything, like please, like this is because those that studio is an expensive studio. They're like those microphones are like three hundred pound a microphone. Yeah, no, they they were but, good. They were good as gold. But no, they were they were fine. Although my my personal highlight of it was um, when was it? Oh, we were talking about who deserves to be in the squad and who doesn't. And they they were saying I think it was Jamie George doesn't get enough time at Saracens. That's right, yeah, yeah. And then Daryl was like, "That's probably because he plays for Exeter." <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, I think I think those little things as well is what make that as an episode for me because that is just that's just so funny. That's like, <laughs> but it's again, it's another one of those things that like if you try to if you tried to doctor that scenario, if you tried to script that, it would nowhere be near as funny. No, that's and that's that's the thing as well. Is that that's why we don't why we don't give the uh, the guests um, the questions. Cause yeah. 
you, you, know, you want that you want that natural kind of conversation and, yeah and i i think i think if as, as far as if we were to rank it in terms of natural conversation and how things go i'd say that's probably going to be number one or two it's up there isn't it because it Definitely was just it was such a fun episode like <laughs> and we talk about it all the time when we say you know like if some of our guests can give the under 15s a bit of advice and they say you know you'll make friends in life for rugby and i think the that episode right there is like you said it's a complete demonstration of that yeah yeah after after sort of 20 25 30 years of playing rugby together and, you know, being friends and, and you know, going away together. That's what the pups should should look up to. Yeah. Just just to be like them three right there. Oh, I don't know, but that's a bold statement. Well, not maybe not like them, but have a friend, that, that have sort a, of thing. Have a friendship like theirs. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> you do, you uh, you might not want to turn out like some of the, the names in that trio. <laughs> but yeah, no, that was, that was a really fun episode for me. Like, not just so much because... I didn't have that much of an input. Like if that, if that makes sense, like I, I love the fact that because you've been around the club for so long and you've been in rugby for so long and you've known these guys for quite a while that you're able to have that kind of natural conversation, which I probably wouldn't do because I've not been around for as long. Um, you know, it's, it's that again, like the Crispy and Towner episode, like I'd have never have been able to have produced that kind of, natural chat that kind of just that funny show yeah I mean that's that's I don't know yeah I think you put yourself down a bit there but well, I, don't I, know, I think see, I think it, I think a lot of it is because I because I know them yeah and it's just it's just I think I actually said it it's just just like sitting in the pub just having a chat and, yeah know, having a laugh with the, with the boys I mean I think that pretty much that's that's another one I would have said like that's the kind of the thing I wanted to put out as like the, the product of the podcast. Yeah. Is that kind of really, because when you say to someone, would you like to come on? And I don't, I don't know. Maybe some of them think like this is going to be an interview interview. That's, that's why whenever, whenever I, whenever I um, ask um, whoever it is, I'm going to ask, I, I'm very reluctant to actually say it's going to be an interview. Yeah. So it's always, yeah, no, it's, it's always come on, let's have a chat. You know, yeah. let's, let's have, let's have a chat and a, you know, have a, have a talk about your life in rugby and or you know just just come on yeah i think i think that's it because like when you say to someone do you want to come on for an interview and it's like whoa that's that's quite a loaded word it be- yeah it becomes quite yeah it's it's almost Very, too formal yeah exactly when it's it's realistically and and then again that kind of goes back to that that natural conversation kind of thing where if you tell someone it's an interview they're going to think well actually we need kind of they turn up in a shirt and tie. Cut and dried kind of answers where, mm. you know, it's definite yeses or definite noes or whatever. And, we're just and it's like, got to be, yeah. It's all we want to do is just sit down and just chat. Like you said, like we're in the pub. And I think yeah. that that is the epitome of that kind of what we want to put out of, of chatting. Yeah, definitely. In the pub. Um, looking on to July, we, well, I sat down uh, again outside with... Miss Cheltenham, or former Miss Cheltenham, Sophie Smith, uh, the day before the Charity Sevens was uh, set to be held. And it was actually, it was a really fun episode, to be fair, because it was ridiculously hot, ridiculously, like, painfully hot. I actually got quite sunburnt doing the interview, um, because I... Is that your excuse for your red face? No, it wasn't. (laughs) it, 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 It is now... 
But no, at the time it was, I thought the university would be open so I'd be able to use the facilities. And of course we turned up and it had been completely shut down. So I actually, I ended up interviewing her out by the lake, which is just hilarious because my, our first ever episode in July, 2016, I actually interviewed Liam Cooper right in the middle of the first team pitch. Yeah. Uh, so we've got a bit of a weird kind of, like every July episode is filmed out in the wild or something like ridiculous. Something I'll have to do again at some point this year. And um, that was a really fun episode, like, because we kind of chatted about like her her experiences as Miss Cheltenham and kind of coming up and doing, uh, handing out the medals and that at the Charity mm. Sevens. And I think this was not her first official kind of role as Miss Cheltenham in 2014, but it was like maybe second or third on the list. Right, okay. And then like um, a couple of weeks after that, she was actually modelling the kit with Cheltenham Town for when they released their brand new, the football kit. Oh, the football kit, football yeah. Football yeah. kit. And um, I mean, I, I claimed it at the time and I think I actually asked her during the interview, like, did they steal our idea? Because <laughs> I, I didn't know. Like, I didn't know how early down the line they would have organized that and apparently she said like the call came like a couple of days after the picture of her and the wizards of wales had appeared in the picture or in in the um (coughs) the the local paper the echo yeah um obviously we sent that right up in and they featured it um and i think mike Pittman, i think sent in the picture of her being held being carried being carried in that and uh, apparently like a couple of weeks after that like she got a phone call and said, you know, would you like to come down to mm. seasons or wherever it is that they train, you know, yeah. we're, we're having an open day and releasing the new kit. So that was, that was, that was awesome. I'm, I'm still gonna, I don't know if it's for definite, but I'm still going to claim that they stole my idea. I mean, again, yeah, going back to the, the podcast, that, that bit of a bit of a departure on, on what we normally do, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Cause usually it's about rugby chat and maybe this one was a little bit of a kind of, exploration i guess really to see how far we could go with it it's a little bit disappointing the show didn't do better than it has done uh I'd, obviously i'd like to see it do quite well um it's a bit disappointing to see the figures on that one but this is the thing when you when you when you take a risk sometimes they pay off sometimes they don't like yeah there's, there's... i mean i mean we, we could say to a degree that the episode in April with Crispy and Towner, having people on from a, a completely different club was a risk. Yeah, and that, that, gone, and that paid off. That could have gone horribly so, wrong, couldn't it? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like So every now and then you take a risk. Sometimes it pays off, sometimes it doesn't. I mean, I I love the episode because I, I just think it's so much fun and she's done radio anyway. So yeah. she was really good at talking. She was really good at chatting. <coughs> so it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a bad episode. I just think, there's probably it's almost, it's not a yeah, strong enough I don't, I don't think it was the, no, there's there nothing really wrong with the episode. It was, I think it was just the interest perhaps wasn't there. I think so. I think that's all that's it is the, really. Yeah, that's it's all just, it is. But, you know, fair play to her to coming on because I think at the time it was like a super, super busy time for her because I think she was just moving house. Right, okay. Um, I think they've, they've picked up a house in either Gloucester or Churchdown or somewhere like that. So she was in the middle of moving and I think she'd actually been moving house that morning and then left it to come and do the interview and then went back to doing it. Oh. And then I think the Monday after we had done the interview, because I think I interviewed her on the Saturday, like literally the two days after she was in London hosting a, a, a fashion uh, thing in the O2 Arena in London, which was mad. 
Yeah. Um, I say, I say fashion thing. I probably should know. I don't quite remember exactly what it was. Um, bearing in mind, this is like six months ago. But I do, I do remember there were some big names in the world of fashion at this thing and she was hosting it. Crikey. So for me, that was like a big thing. Like she's off yeah. working with these big, big names in the world of fashion. And literally two days before this, she's essentially sitting in a public park talking to me about the Charity Sevens. Yeah. You know? So so that was really cool. Um, obviously, if, if if you'd like to go and listen to that one, that one is the, the July episode. I fully encourage it because it's actually a really laid back chat. And it's, I, I, again, I guess it's because she's done radio stuff before. But that one, that one was a, a really, really quite enjoyable episode for me because it was just really easy. Like, yeah. Like, like anything to keep my my job down as much as possible is happy days. Like, and she was all over it. To be fair, well, I, see, I mean, any, anybody that talks in a in a chat, because I'm not going to call it an interview, but anybody you know, anybody that, that reciprocates and, and talks well, it makes it makes our job so much easier. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Well, it's like, not a job, is it? It makes our life easier. Now, I can't quite remember if it was this month or whether it was back in June. I don't know whether we missed the opportunity slightly to talk about it. But the pups were also in action over the summer, uh, taking part in a bit of rugby league. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mike, the, uh, the the coach of Chatham Phoenix, he, he came over um, with a couple of coaches, um, a couple of lads that actually play, play for us. Um, Chris Davis, um, they were... They were helping with the boys. So they they were going to get a, a, a team together to play against um, uh, another, another more more experienced team. Um, we didn't know who to start with, um, but it ended up being against a a team from Oxford. They were um, a year older and very very much more experienced, which uh, reflected the game. Um, but no, it was, it was great to see the boys um, doing some over the summer. They all they all got got involved and, and really took to it. Um, the, the, yeah, the result of the, uh, the, the the final game wasn't wasn't great, but um, but to see the boys just never they never gave up. Um, even they were they were about sort of a million points down after ten minutes, but uh, they they never gave up. It was brilliant, brilliant to see. Um, it, it was quite good because it it actually worked out to be um, a bit of a recruiting tool as well because we picked up a few a few lads from from uh, Chatham North. And they're, they're now fully fledged um, Chatham Saracens, so that, that was that was great over the summer. Happy days. Do you think if it goes on next summer, do you reckon there'll be another go at it? <clears throat> um, I've asked my lad, and he's, I think, he's seriously considering it. Yeah. Um, even even after, obviously, like I say, even after the that, that final that final game, um, I, I still think the boys are, are interested. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully something will happen. Fingers crossed. Looking at August, of course, we kept it on with the uh, the, th- the female theme. Susie Bloom came on uh, to talk us through the women's game. I, I, I guess our first kind of female rugby player yeah. as, a, as a guest. Um, that one was actually really funny. As long as you don't, unless you can't fill waters. Oh, harsh, harsh. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, no, that was actually a really fun one because I obviously like I knew she'd kind of played camogie as well as rugby and I had no idea that she just kind of I thought she'd like actively signed up to a club and she just kind of stumbled across it and it's amazing as well to be you know for women to want to go into rugby as well is one thing but again I mean she obviously won't thank me for it but the age she went into rugby 
Yeah, no, you I mean, she said it herself. After, she, she after, was, she, after 40? Yeah. You know, that's just, that's mad. Like, it's, it's... But to be to be fair to her, like she gave it a crack, and she's had a good old good old number of years in in the game, which yeah, is awesome. Yeah. Well, like she said, she, she she played what 15, 16 years. Yeah, probably probably even more than that. I imagine. Yeah, and of course, wasn't it her birthday recently as well? It was so, her birthday recently. Yeah, so, we had a, a nice uh, nice evening up here um, under the uh, the Moulin Rouge. Um, yeah, I have seen things on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. I wish I'd come down for that. Actually, I, I really should have looking back. On her it, son, her son Dan Burnham, brilliant. He, he came dressed as a as a woman. He, he actually looked more like um, keeping it in radio. He looked very much like um, Kenny Everett, his his female. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Actually, uh, it's funny actually because I tried to get him on at the end of May when we when we had the well not the end of May the end of April when it was the the combination finals day and apparently he said that. Um, Susie and Simon listen quite a lot. So massive shout out to Susie if you're listening, if you're still with us, um, if you haven't fallen asleep yet. And that was another thing, actually. I mean, we mentioned tours and that. Yeah. Some of the things that like on her tour, like getting drunk and not being able to remember the hotel name, but somehow managing to get home with the aid of the police. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh dear. Like that's, that's a really, really funny episode. And then it was, it wasn't all laughs and jokes. I mean, there was a few, there was actually uh a little bit of a serious side to it because we discussed the idea of why haven't the Lions, the British and Irish Lions, why don't they have a ladies team? Yeah. I mean, we, we saw this back in November as well. The Barbarians have a ladies team now. That's, that's only recently though, isn't it? That's, uh, that is very recently. I think that was, I want to say mid-November. Yeah. So it's, it's a shame we didn't interview her after that because it would have been good to get her opinion on that. And, you know, maybe that's, uh, maybe that's something for future episodes we can kind of a little 10 minutes just what, yeah. do you, what do you think of this kind of thing but but even now like especially the fact that the ladies barbarian side has taken off yeah yeah like how have we still not got a british and irish lions ladies because i think that would be huge for the ladies game especially the way the women's game has, has taken off you know with england winning the world cup not this one obviously the, the, but the one before but they, but still, they contested the final this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, la- yeah. or last they, year, they whatever lost, it was. Yeah, they, they lost you know. narrowly to, to New Zealand, didn't they? But. Yeah. But I just think that would that would make massive strides for the women's game. I think because yeah, that's definitely. that's good. That's going to be massive for them. Definitely. You know, I think obviously, like you said, but with England doing so well in, in, in the World Cups, that's that's um, raised the, the profile of women's rugby. Um, yeah, absolutely. Women, women's like, Premiership and and all, all the these other games, you know, women's sevens, it, it, it's putting them on the map. Yeah. So I, I don't see why there isn't a, a British and Irish women's Lions team. Well, there you go. If, you, if you're a part of anything to do with the British and Irish Lions and you happen to stumble upon this and you're listening to this, make that happen. How has it not happened yet? It's absolutely mad. I don't, I don't mind helping you out if you like. Actually, actually, thinking of the Susie Bloom episode as well, that would have been that was a good episode, but that would have been so much better had I not forgotten the splitter. <laughs> so we had to share a mic. That yeah. was that was the worst moment of my entire life on this podcast is having to <laughs> share that, trying to work out when you were going to ask a question and when you weren't, and trying to position the microphone. Never again, never again. Like that yeah. that that splitter now lives constantly in that bag. Good, absolutely, all the time. Anyway, moving on, looking at September, we had Tony Pates on. Yep. 
that was a, that was a really fun episode. One Again, of the founding fathers. Yeah, yeah, one, one of the founding fathers of the club. Um, and again, like we mentioned with like Crispy and Towner and those are the kind of stories. Like that's another one where the stories from back in the day, like going to Ever Vale and playing on just the worst pitch imaginable and getting steamrolled by about two or three Welsh internationals at the time. Like, I think he said it himself, his actual words were, that's his memory then forever. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, no one can take that away. No, He's had fine. that experience, which is, I guess you could probably put it down to the turn of professionalism, is probably something that will never happen for guys at this level again. No. Unless they're playing at that top level. Do you know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> that's, the, that's the kind of thing I think professionalism in a way has kind of killed those opportunities. Yeah, it's, it's definitely hurt them and dented them. We also talked about the Combination Cup as well and how kind of cool it was to, to hear firsthand, I guess, from him to say, you know, back in the day, everyone wanted to win it. Yeah. You know, as opposed to now yeah. when you've got... That's when it was a, a decent competition. Yeah. And, and like and you say, yeah, everyone wanted to be in it, everyone wanted to win it. And I, I, I don't know, maybe I think we need to get a couple of the other old boys on. <clears throat> in the future as well. Maybe, maybe get Eddie Walsh on, maybe, I don't know, maybe Emrys Francis. I think, I think, yeah, Eddie, there's, there's, there's some work to do there. Do you reckon? Yeah, he's, he's not keen. It's fair no. enough. Like, again, like, we'd never force anyone to come on. No, like, no, not at all. Not at all. But, like, that would, that would be pretty cool. Like, that's, that's, you know, that's, that's nothing against Eddie. It's, everyone to their own. It's, yeah, exactly. Some people want if, if you're not comfortable, then then that's fine. Absolutely fine. Well, that's it as well. You don't want to you don't want to force someone who's uncomfortable to come. No, on definitely not. You're you're not going to have that conversation there. Like no, it's like we. It's a voluntary podcast. Like you volunteer your time to come on. Like that's the thing for me. Um, maybe Emrys Francis. That could be a <clears> shout. Maybe Bob Vaughan because I think Bob Vaughan was here probably before this clubhouse was even here. Yeah. Um, he was, yeah, my old PE teacher. Back in the day, yeah. Like, that's, you know, maybe this is a thing. Maybe we need to bring these older guys on and yeah. tell us about, you know. Have a chat about St. Benedict's again. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Like, that's, maybe that's it. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe maybe if you're listening to this and you want to suggest somebody to come on, Give us an email, utspodcast at gmail.com. Tell us, tell us what you think. Who, sh- who should we have on? Who do you want? Who do you want to come on? Not Terry Beaver, because he'll just wriggle out of it again. But, <laughs> but, but who do you think should come on? I, maybe that's something we'll put out there on, on social media or something. You can, you can name somebody. Maybe we'll, we'll put a poll out, just have, yeah. have three or four names and say, right, you choose. Yeah, that could be a shout, I think, because... And that that would be fairly interesting, I think. Yeah. Depending whose names we put out, there could be some very weird combinations there. <laughs> so yeah, maybe maybe some of the old lads will come back on, hopefully, and we can kind of discuss more about the club's history and that. And um, obviously, on the on the note of September, that it's the the start of the season. Of course, three home games on the bounce, all against Bristol teams for the first team. And uh, some kind of interesting results. A little bit of a surprise, actually, on the ninth, the opening day of the season. Uh, the first team came away with a 31-15 win over St. Mary's. St. Mary's unbelievably strong uh, last year, missing out, I think, by a couple of points on the on the playoff win, which is um, unbelievable to see how, how they've dropped down. Not knocking them, 
like we as, as we mentioned with Berry Hill like it's it's very easy once you start you know doing very well heads get turned players yeah. get noticed offers come in from teams in higher divisions and obviously everybody's going to want to play the highest level they can so yeah, are, yeah. so you know it's 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 a strange one but 31-15 on the opening day on the 16th as well the second was actually a mixed cup and league game and we ended up losing by two points 36-38 against Barton Hill and then we closed out September on the 30th 46-26 win over Whitehall who were relegated uh, from Western Counties North last season that's another surprise result for me I would have thought Whitehall would have been very strong this year especially coming down I would to be fair I would have thought just maybe in its kind of almost in a in a really weird way stereotyping that teams coming down are going to be stronger I don't know I don't know, but it doesn't usually happen, is it? Because obviously, they've they've come down because they haven't played very well and, and they mm. lost lots of games. Yeah, and again, like we said, it's it's difficult to stop that slide. Once you start yeah. sliding, I mean, I I kind of for Barton Hill, fair enough. They've they've kind of done it, and I'm and I'm going to relate back to Bristol Saracens when Bristol Saracens came down. And they destroyed Gloucester Premier. Right. You know, they, they ran over teams for fun and they finished the season unbeaten. So, you know, that was that was massive for them. I expected Whitehall to do the same. Well, not probably not the same, probably not going to run over teams left, right and centre. But I would have expected them to be very competitive. And for some reason, that's just not happened. Same for Siren Sester. I expected them to be competitive. With, with, with Whitehall, I mean, I don't want to obviously speak out of turn again on, on, a, on another club, but didn't they have sort of, wasn't it one or two players that, that really stood out, possibly. And yeah, there were those one or one two, two players possibly weren't there, so they they maybe struggled without them. Mind you, it's the same for St Mary's as well. When we were, when I was thinking about it on the opening day, um, I didn't recognise an awful lot of their squad. Like right. I'm not, I'm not suggesting anything by that. I'm just saying that other than their hooker, uh, Marcus Jenkins, because I worked with him for the Charity Sevens for the Liam O'Keefe Fund. Um, and he was my kind of point of contact, which was... And he's yeah. a really nice fella, to be fair. Maybe in the future we'll have him on, if that's something he's keen on. Totally up to him. But um, he was the only one that I really... When I saw them lining up and, you know, warming up and going through line-out moves, he was the only one I could pick out and say, oh, I recognise that guy. Yeah. None of the others I could. So I don't know whether they lost a lot of guys or whether they've brought a lot of guys in and they just... It hasn't kind of gelled within their squad I I don't know I don't know I don't know but um, I mean how, how was it for the pups the opening few weeks for September um, yeah it was right actually um, we started off the new season uh, as we did the, the season before with a with a big win at Stowe um, we beat them 44-15 um, and that game was actually um, stopped early as well because the Stowe lad had, had quite, quite a bad injury um, he's okay now though so Everything's, everything's you know, good. I was going to say because it was a, a, a neck injury originally, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Unfortunately, we had to get an ambulance on on the pitch. But yeah, no, he's he's absolutely fine. He's he's fine. It was just a just a knock. Um, that's fair enough. As long as he's as long as he's all right now. Yeah, yeah, he's all, know, he's all that's, good. That's he's cool. Good. Yeah, I mean, and also the, the county cup started in September for us this year, or last year, I say, and and it's it was playing Dings Crusaders. Uh, I think they're quite new, aren't they? Well. <laughs> for this season or that yeah, age we, group yeah we thought that we thought that but they're not are they not? no they're actually 
we we were told they were they were made up of um, cleave. Oh yeah. Um, uh, most of their players are from Cleve and a few from Frampton Cottrell and they were pretty good to be fair um, Cleve were I think they were runners up or, or winners or even well, they might have even drawn with the old pass in the the year before in the county yeah. cup in the in the, the, the cup competition so that's fair enough so, yeah they were really strong um, we, yeah we lost to them 34-10 which was a bit of a downer but they were they were very very good I think I remember you saying at the time they were really a, quite a handy squad. So yeah. yeah, so a bit of bit of a mixed bag, but and I, I think I, I think we went into that a bit cold and, and sort of a bit presumptuous because yeah, again, Dings Crusaders, oh, they're a new side, you know, mm. they, they 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 can't be all that. But uh, when we found out sort of halfway, th- well, I found out personally halfway through the game that they they'd been a mixture of yeah. Cleve and whatever. I sort of thought, yeah, <laughs> that makes sense now. That's fair enough, I suppose. But you know, again, it's like it's 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 getting the kids out there. You yeah, know? like you know, as as much as you'd like to bring home a win, I mean, ev- everyone wants to bring in home the county cup. Yeah, as well, it's it's difficult. But you know, like to kind of to quote Daryl Francis on this, you know, sometimes you're the dog, sometimes you're the lamppost. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So you know, you 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 can have it every week, but you know, um, the forty-four fifteen win over Stowe. Probably a good start to the season, definitely. Yeah, a great start. Great start. I mean, we <clears throat> we always used to have have good battles with Stowe, and uh, and it was um, I think we've, we've drawn with them probably twice or three times, and it's only been one, two, maybe five points difference either way mm. whenever we played them. So to to pull off a couple of big wins against them is that, that that's good. It shows shows where we are. Well, they also, the pups carried that form on into October as well, picking up three wins out of four. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think the pick, the pick of those really was the, uh, well, numerically was, was the Evesham game where we uh, we came away. Yeah. I think that was against, that was a friendly, wasn't it? it yeah, it was, it was a friendly. Yeah. It was against um, mainly mainly under-15s, but they had some under-16s as well. Hmm. So that was that was good to, to overcome... Well, that's that's a, that's a that's a big statement for me. I think. 50, yeah, 50 you know, if they if they, if they can massive. have a couple of lads over the age limit, obviously, like it's a year, but at the same time, you know, that's that's a big thing. Like a mixture of under 15s and under 16s against an under 15 side. Yeah. And Sari's absolutely marching over them. I think the the, the funniest thing was before the game started, their their coach actually said to us all, if. If, if if we're um, if we're pulling away, if we if, if it's sort of two one sided, we'll take off our under sixteens. And I did actually have a little Roy <laughs> smile when he said that. But. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, it wasn't just the uh, the pubs who had quite a good October of things. The uh, the first team came away with three wins on the bounce, which is always good, uh, including a fifty points to fifteen win over Sirencester, which is. Mad again, like we said just now. Like I really expected them to compete a lot more this season. Like I really thought coming down, especially with Deacon being in charge and that, I would have thought they would have. Yeah, that that's the, they would have had a good. That is a big shock, obviously. Like a good pull for players to come in, like working with a former Gloucester prop. Yeah, but yeah, it's that. that's a that's a real shock for me. Like that's a real, like a real, and I was a little bit kind of nervy going into that one. I think because. I think at this point, this is on October 21st. This is our first away game of the season. 
So like Crikey, that yeah. that was like a big kind of how are we going to kind of react like after having home game after home game yeah. and not having that away game until you know 21 days into the second second is month. A crap pitch as well, isn't it? It's not great. No. It's not great. It's terrible. So to be able to pull that off I think is a massive result for the first team. So yeah, well, you know, it's, it's a statement, isn't it? Absolutely. Like, I, I don't understand what's happening with Siren Sester. I think glued to the bottom of Gloucester Premier at the minute. I I can't make head nor tail of that. Like, I would have said, like, at the start of the season, those teams coming down would probably be in a position to really compete to go back up. But are they, are they, um, are they lose? I mean, obviously, apart from the, the, the that result against us, are they losing by, by lots every week or... Uh, I don't know. I can have a quick check and see where, roughly about where they're coming results-wise. But, like, I I wouldn't have said at the start of the season they would be a team to be racking up some big losses, to be honest with you. Um, just going to have a quick look here. Um, some of them some of them are big losses. I, I think it depends who they're playing, really, at the time. Like, um, their last fixture on the 16th of December, they lost 40 points to 13 to Hucklecoat. And, you know, the week before that, they lost by just three points to Gordon League. So I think it depends who they're playing. But yeah, it's like Gloucester Old Boys beat them 34-31 in the end of November. Right, so okay. I think it's very much who they're, who they're playing. But like some of the games you would really expect them to win, they're not, they're not bringing home the wins at all. And it's, it's really weird. Like the opening day, they lost 25-0 to Long Levens. Like mm. that, like... Don't get me wrong, Long Levens were fairly strong last season. Kind of died off the promotion chase a little bit, I think. But, I don't know. <coughs> Spartans 36-23. Um, their only win so far this season, I might add, is uh, against St. Mary's Old Boys. So, come the end of the season that win could be massive because I know St. Mary's, St. Mary's uh, down the bottom of the table as well. So, yeah. But that's just, I don't know. I don't know what to make of that. That's, that's, that's confused the hell out of me because I would have said they would be very competitive this year. But of course, we can't talk about October as a month without mentioning Paul Griff. <laughs> oh, where do we begin? Well, he he wasn't originally the scheduled guest for that month. He did fill in uh, pretty short notice, and it's safe to say he didn't disappoint. Um, uh, we managed to talk a little bit about growing up surrounded by rugby in Wales, uh, his journey through rugby, uh, a little bit about the territorial sides and the regional sides, and kind of whether or not it was a good idea to introduce those sides and well, he's firmly of the belief that it's not I don't know I'm, I'm in two minds because I think it, it gives them a chance to perform it gives the, the players a chance to perform at that top level you know but it also it also ruins their sort of local-ish rugby doesn't it it does a little bit because like he said you'll have you know the offsprays and you'll have Swansea and Neath who would never kind of come together who would never support no. each other would never work together at all they'd be the absolute rivals and they, they're like yeah you know go out and support the Ospreys together and be friends 
And he said, you, you know, it's like putting two set, <coughs> two opposite tribes together and it just, it'll never work. It's like putting the Pats and Saris together. It just wouldn't exactly, work. Exactly, yeah. Like, it's just, it I don't know. It shouldn't work. Not, not it wouldn't work. It shouldn't it work. It shouldn't do, realistically. And I think it's hard to tell. And of course, like, I think, I think I read somewhere as well, the, the Welsh Rugby Union have kind of purchased a stake in Newport Gwent Dragons to keep them afloat. Right, okay. Which... That's not a good sign. Like as far as, you know, as far as promoting rugby and having a healthy club that can survive on its own. If the R, if the RFU or the WRU, excuse me, uh, having to get involved to keep one of their teams afloat. It's not great, is it? It's, it's not a good sign. So I think maybe, maybe, you know, he does have a point there. Um, interestingly as well at this episode with, with, with Griff is our, top listen to episode which i don't think we still still yeah I'll, there's nothing within touching distance like i think he is probably eight or nine plays away from 400 <laughs> so this is this is something i never ever thought we would kind of like going back right to the beginning where i said we couldn't believe we got somebody's listening figures that's that's the one that stands out like i can't believe we got that many. It was just a, it was a, a massive spike, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I, the only thing I can think of is that because I posted it on Facebook and I tagged him in it, so a lot of his friends saw it. And I think that's that's how it kind of came out. But yeah, like that's that's mad. And of course, it's great because it's affected all the other episodes as well because there's been a little bit of a trickle down. Yeah, you Pe- people listen to one episode and they think actually that's that's cool. I'm going to go back and listen to all of them. And like we've seen a lot of them gain listeners. Yeah, I think, since... I think they all have, haven't they? Absolutely, yeah, I think so. Like it, you know, some of the earlier ones, like Liam Cooper back in July 2016, probably might only get an extra one or two listens. But you know, some of them, like um, like the Tony Pates episode, uh, I think when we released this i think we were on about 75 80 plays and now we're looking at like 130 something so yeah again i know i know crispian crispian tainers that there's picked up a few quite a few yeah again like this is the big thing like having popular figures on like crispy knows everyone at the saris i'd say like yeah. a, a lot of the older generation will definitely know him he's a regular face at challenge and tigers as well mm. you know i just think it, it's there's an argument there for having, and maybe not every episode, but every every once in a while, having somebody on come and tell us about this thing your club is doing, you know, like with Cheltenham and the... Yeah, um, again, to, to broaden... You know, yeah, I think broaden so. Broaden the, the, the message or, or whatever you want to call it. Just get us out of there and... Ex- extra yeah. ears on the product, basically. Yeah, definitely. You know, and I think... <clears throat> I think that paid off. I, I, to be honest, again, this is another one I would have think that had you told me that Griff would have been our highest listened to show, I'd have probably laughed at you. Don't get me wrong, very popular figure. I didn't think he would get that many plays though. Um, I knew, I, I, I knew he'd be quite, quite high up there. Yeah. In in the plays and the uh, popularity. Oh, I'd have thought so. Yeah, but I wouldn't have said I wouldn't have said a four hundred. No, he mean, that's probably just that's probably just him playing over and over again. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> just <laughs> just uh, on every <coughs> on every device, listen to it once on the laptop, once on the phone, once on the tablet. Yeah, 
<clears throat> on different platforms, on Podbay, Forcing on Forcing Gareth Rogers to listen to it all the time, I suppose. Yeah. Is he coming on? When's that happening? Well, I haven't seen it for ages. No, he's down at Norton, so as long as nobody else runs down to Norton, we'll be fine. But yeah, no, that's, you know, for me, that's, again, it's a really good chat. He's a good chatter. He's a good talker. Yeah. You know, I think that's that's what you want. I think he's got quite a few um, followers on on um, social media. I think that's that's what yeah that's what what's helped. So that was that was really awesome. Like, if you want to go and check that out, I really do because as much as we say, you know, it's a, it's a chat and it's a bit of a you know bit of a relaxed approach to it. There's actually quite a serious bit of rugby mentioned in this conversation, which. I never predicted it once, to be honest. I would have thought it would have been a very kind of, <laughs> a very laugh a minute kind of chat and it would be hilarious. But there is actually like a, a serious kind of uh, tone to that, I guess. A bit like Only Fools and Horses. Yeah, in a really in a really bizarre way, of course. Like, I would have never predicted that. Laughter and seriousness all in one go. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe maybe that's something... I don't know, maybe we've lacked a little bit of proper serious talk like we had with him mm. for some of them. I don't know. I don't know. But talking of serious talks, actually, November was a really good one for serious talks. We had Andre Hanger on. Yeah. And I don't think I have ever heard of anyone getting involved with a national team the way he did. No. Yeah, no, like, no spoilers. We're not going to tell you how. If, like, if you want to go and find out how he got involved in the Norway... Have to listen. You'll have to go and check out the show. November 2017. Uh, a, a, re- a really fun episode, actually. Yeah. Um, again, another one of those where I say... That's kind of the reason I wanted to put this podcast out there. It's because little stories like this, you know. Oh, I got involved with the national team... In, and it's just a really hilarious way he went about it. Yeah. And, you know, no disrespect to him, like, because he's, you know, he's got one of those stories that I really, really wanted to tell. And I loved hearing everything about it. Um, because a lot of the podcasts, like, I think we even said this kind of in the outro to it, is that when you talk international rugby, you say Six Nations, you say the rugby championship Teams like Norway, teams like, you know, maybe like your Spain or your Germany who, who who play rugby, just not to a very high standard, never get a mention, never get a look in. No. And this is kind of something we went down the road on this, of, of this episode, is that everything's Six Nations, everything is rugby championship. Other countries don't really get a massive look in. And then we kind of went down the road of should there or should there not be a relegation and promotion from the Six Nations. I... Personally, think there should be to give just rugby in Europe in general a, a bit of a boost. Give them something to play for, you know, because Georgia and Russia can only go so far. Yeah. So I, 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 I think there's there's probably still a lot of way to go for that. Um, but yeah, like that's that's the kind of story I I dreamt of hearing is you know. You've you've represented a no disrespect to Norway, but you've represented a smaller nation on the international stage. How did that come about? What are your favourite memories? And and there are some really really funny memories. <laughs> um, oh, who is it playing like Azerbaijan 
where they, it's just a team of 15 wrestlers, he said, uh, it, yeah. wrestlers and they all look like Azamat from the Borat film, <laughs> where if they got you, they properly messed you up. Yeah. But if you ran any kind of organized move, they just didn't have a clue. Um, like little things like that. And just the idea of that or no one can take that away from him. Like, do you know, if that, do you know what I mean? Like yeah, that's, definitely. that's his story. He's represented his nation <laughs> regardless of what level, like it doesn't matter what level. Well, the thing is that again, any sport, if you, from, from the, uh, the first time you pick up a ball or, or a bat or whatever it is, you know, your goal should be to play for, for the national team. Yeah. Regardless of whether, whether it's England, Norway, New Zealand, doesn't, doesn't matter who it is, that should be your goal. Yeah. And he's, he's done that. And 99.9% of the population or the people that, that, that do that will never play for their, their country. Yeah, exactly, yeah. There's, a, there's, there's such a fine line between getting there and not getting there. Yeah. Like, the gap in class is massive, but there is a tiny, tiny percentage of everybody in the country who, you know, in September 2017 will have started rugby for the first time. You know, all of those kids at the same age level, and you say maybe probably 0.5% are ever going to get onto the national I, that's a complete guess but do you know what I mean like it's a, it's, it's a tiny Maybe not tiny even that. probably not even that but it's a tiny percentage you're ever going to represent their country and he, he's got that opportunity regardless of what level like I'm not going to sit here and knock him for, for representing a smaller nation well he didn't, didn't only um, play for them he actually captained them as well didn't he so. of course yeah because he was, he was named captain while he was at the Saris which yeah. I think I said during the show like it, nothing <coughs> made me prouder of the club than seeing that no, the list they? the list of names and it's like Norwegian club Norwegian club Cheltenham Saracens RSC yeah and I was like look at that that's now there that's going to go down in the records forever yeah like no one can take that away from him no you know good for him you know so yeah again that's another one where I thought that's that's the thing for me like that's mm. that's the kind of story that I really wanted to put out on the podcast. So yeah, November, November was a very good month, um, on and off the pitch. And of course we wrapped up 2017, moving quickly on to December with, um, Archie and Leroy, uh, to share their experiences of playing, uh, and coaching at, at this kind of level. Um, and they also answered your questions, which were, I think it's safe to say pretty savage, um, <laughs> slightly harsh, I might also say. No. Um, but uh, but it, it was it was awesome to have them on again because, like we said, you know, sometimes you take a little bit of a risk bringing people from other clubs in, and all right, they've got history with the Saris anyway, but you know, they're Cheltenham Tigers guys now, and I think that was that, that was obviously the main the main reason we asked them to come on because of their link with Cheltenham Saracens. Yeah. And I think it's, again, that's a really fun episode because, like, I never imagined Leroy would have played for some of the clubs he's played for. Like, because, again, this goes back to me not knowing yeah. some of our guests that well. Like, to hear their stories, for me, like, it's the first time I'm hearing this stuff. So, like, for some of them at home who have heard that story probably you know, 10 or 20 times. Like for me, it's like this, this is, this is like the best thing ever, like hearing <laughs> these kind of experiences. And, you know, when we say, you know, we encourage people to come on and share their stories, 
you know, playing at the level that Leroy did, um, and we've mentioned it before, playing at the level that Tony Pates did, and and you, you know, so, so many of the other people we've had on the show, and everybody's got a story to tell. Yeah, like they might not necessarily think they do, because I'm pretty sure Archie said he didn't have much of a story. Like, I mean, when we asked him to begin with, and he said, "Well, it was rugby or prison." Yeah. Like, and then then you kind of dig into it, and you find out that actually he he you know played for army teams and well, that's it, yeah, and I that mean, kind of thing, and wrote, wrote you know sport in, in the in the services. And so, so he, we're, we're digging into that as well. Yeah, so. even though he might not think it's that big of a deal because he's lived it. You know, it's it, that's just for him. It's yeah, just it's, it's what I've done. This is what I've done. Like, but but there is <laughs> there is always an argument for come and share your story. And I think this is a really good one as well. And it's also great that they want to bring Colts rugby back to Cheltenham. I know yeah, that that's, I, that's, that's, that's massive. I think, I mean, we, we spoke about it before with the academies kind of sweeping up kids of certain age groups. And yeah, I, I don't, I'm not, and I'm spend, not a big fan of the academy. Spending two and three years and then saying, well, sorry, you've not made the cut and then you're released. And yeah, some of them will stay and say, do you know what? I'm just going to go play somewhere else because I don't care. And, some of them will say, "Well, I think I think more will say, do you know what, sod it." Yeah, if like if their goal is to play at the highest level, and yeah, yeah, to be told, "Well, sorry, you're not good enough." Well, where do they go from there? So, to find out that they're bringing back Colts rugby to Cheltenham is is awesome, actually, because it's kind of fading away. I mean, we mentioned this actually with Crispy and Towner actually back in April, yeah, and we said, you know, it's it's kind of. Colts rugby is dying a little bit, and to me that was that was always the best the best years of my life playing rugby and being involved around around rugby. Colts is just it's just the pinnacle. But it's it's, and I'm kind of speaking on a more of a broader rugby in Cheltenham and the area kind of thing. Hopefully, this is like a a, a turning point now. Hopefully, you know, this kind of introduction of Cheltenham are going to do it. Maybe the Pats will bring it back. I mean, I don't know if they run. I don't know anything about the Pats. I'm not going to see it and pretend I do. But maybe that's something they're going to look at. Maybe that's, you know. Well, hopefully, I mean, yeah. Once once um, Cheltenham get it up and running, hopefully other clubs, like you say, will, will get it up and running and make a success of it. Because to me, I think I think that is the way forward. But yeah. No, that was December was a really fun chat. I wasn't too sure how people would take to it, but I think I think the general idea is that actually it was a really fun show. Uh, people love giving him stick, kind of in the same way they loved giving Jimmy Mac stick. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, you know, thanks to everyone for that show. Whoever you know sent in questions. Um, unfortunately, we couldn't do the phone in, which is. You know, it, it, it sucks because we'd have loved to have done that, actually. That would have been really, really funny. Um, if there is any any kind of guest on in the future that's going to kind of generate enough... I, I, probably controversy is the wrong word, but, you know, if there's going to be someone who is possibly going to get a little bit of stick, um, maybe a way to do it is if you've got a question, maybe record it as a voice memo and then email it to us. Um, I know you can do it on iPhones. You can probably do it on Android. I would have, I would imagine it's fairly straightforward. 
Um, record your question as a voice memo and then send it in to us. Email it in, utspodcast at gmail.com. Um, as long as your question is clean, we'll play it on the show. There's plenty of ways for us to do it. So in the future, maybe that's how we'll do it. If it's not, we'll put it out as a separate. Yeah, if not, we'll have to put it, yeah, like we did with Jimmy Max. So maybe that's, maybe that's how we do it in the future if we're not able to run actual phone calls there is probably a way i can do it through skype we're gonna we're gonna try and figure out a way of doing it but we'll figure out a way um if all else fails maybe do just do do a voice memo do a voice note on your phone um attach it to an email email it to us we'll put it into the show and you can have your question read out by you on the show and then our guests will eventually come around uh to answering it so uh so yeah that's probably how we'll have to do it in the future if we can't figure out how to do a, a phone-in, a proper phone-in. But yeah, so that was December. Uh, a very fun show. Make sure you go and check that out. Uh, I imagine we'll put it up on Facebook again to try and plug it. And uh, I think that's pretty much it for the review show. Um, nothing else I can really think of. Uh, if you've listened to all the episodes, fantastic. If not... Go and check them out. They're all absolutely free. We're never going to charge you any amount of money to listen to these because people are not going to pay to listen to this. Like, as much as bad as that sounds, everybody loves stuff that's free. <laughs> Nobody's going to want to sit. And oh, we'd, we'd love to get paid to, for doing it. And... Absolutely. But, you know, people love stuff that's free and this was never a money-making venture for me. And, you know, um, it's just... Well, I, you know, I, th- I, th- I thought about it, but... I, I literally, I just wanted to get people's no, stories out there, to be honest with you. I just, because there's, there's so much done about professional level and the international level. So your Six Nations, your England, your Lions, Scotland, Wales, Ireland, Italy, France, New Zealand, Australia, Argentina, South Africa. And there's never anything ever done for the guy at the grassroots level who gives up his Saturday afternoon and his Tuesday evenings and his Thursday evenings or whenever to train and be part of this. They pay money to be part of this club. Like they pay for membership. Like they're not getting paid by this club. Um, and they're just, they're giving up their free time to do what they love. So for me, in a kind of way, this is a chance for them to share why grassroots rugby is as awesome as it is so yeah if you've if you've listened to all of them awesome if you've not go and check them out because they're all free um you can find them all on various different (laughs) platforms we're never going to uh keep it to just one or two if you don't like the soundcloud app and i know some of you don't go and check out the website utspodcast.com and you can find out other platforms there i know I think Podbean, Podbean, you don't have to pay for iTunes if you've got an iPhone. Like I said at the beginning, go and subscribe and uh, that will come automatically to you. So, uh, so yeah, that has been the review show. So uh, hopefully you've enjoyed it. Hopefully you're still with us. And uh, let's take a quick look at what 2018 is going to provide the club on the pitch. The first team are back in action on the 13th on the road to Tabletoppers Barton Hill in Bristol. On the 20th, they're also back on the road to Bristol to face 10th placed Whitehall. And then on the 27th, they're on the road once again, heading south to Chipping Sodbury. So three away games on the bounce to kick off 2018. 
let's hope we can uh, rein in some of the good away form we've had earlier on in the season against uh, Sirencester comes to mind. Not so much the uh, the form against Gloucester Roll Boys or Spartans. Anyway, looking at the seconds, they're also back in action on the 13th on the road to Chosen Hill. And they'll be back at home on the 20th and the 27th. They'll be hosting uh, Old Cryptians on the 20th, Gloucester Old Boys on the 27th. Can't provide any updates on the third team as it stands. I'm pretty sure I read somewhere actually they had dropped out of the league. So uh, you will have to wait until we give you the social media links uh, to find out what's happening with the potential third team. Um, I'm going to hand over to Mark Moxie Collier to find out what uh, January holds for the pups. Let's hope we can make it a happy new year from KGV when we kick off our first match of 2018. Unfortunately, the under-15s are not going to try and write the horror show from two years ago as their match against Hucklecoat has been cancelled due to them playing their final pool match. Just leave that there, I think. So, on to the 14th. That's going to be our, our plate quarter-final. As of yet, the opponents are unknown. The possible teams are going to be from St Brendan's Old Boys, Widden Old Boys, Sirencester, Minchinhampton, Broadplain, Drybrook, Champ Tigers, Dursley, or our bleeding bogey team, Painswick. Looking at that, we've surely got a great chance to go and win our first silverware. Let's just hope we can play more of the rugby we enjoyed in the second half against Lydney, and less or none that we saw against Painswick and Avermouth. I'm convinced that the trophy is on its way to KGV. On to the 21st. And at last we are back playing a home match. We are entertaining Eversham, who we convincingly beat in October. Then on the 28th the pups close out their month with a training session. So, I want to wish all our listeners a happy, healthy and prosperous new year. Until next month, up the Saris pups! Well, fingers crossed they can push on and bag a little bit of silverware when they come to the business end of the season. As always, if you want to keep up to date with all things going on at the club, make sure you do on social media. Facebook.com slash ChelsearysRFC. Twitter.com slash ChelsearysRFC. PitchHero.com slash clubs slash ChelsearysRFC. Or if you're a bit of an old school fella like myself, ChelsearysRugby.com is the club's official website. If you want to hear about a little bit more about this show, maybe if you're a big fan or you're listening for the first time and we've kind of grabbed your attention a little bit, we're also on social media. So if you want to go and check out more, make sure you do. Facebook and Twitter, both of those are .com slash the UTS podcast. You can check out our SoundCloud where all of our shows are posted directly. SoundCloud.com slash Cheltenham Saracens RFC. Or you can find out more about our podcast, more about the series, more about us as presenters. Listen to all of our shows all the way back to July 2016. Or you can find out some of the other providers that uh, we use, such as Podbay and Podbean. Some of them, Player FM especially, you don't need an app. You can listen directly from the web browser on your phone. Because I know some of you have complained a little bit about uh, the SoundCloud app. You need to sign into an account to access it. Forget all of that. Player FM is where you want to go. Want to be uh, checking that out, and you can find that on our website, utspodcast.com. 
Well, that's pretty much the show. A big thanks to each and every one of you. Uh, a big thanks to every single one of our guests. I can't believe it's been a full year since uh, since we kind of moved into the studio, our sauna studio. And uh, we'll kick off the thanks as well. Obviously, a big thanks to all of our guests. Uh, thanks to Mark Moxie Collier, of course, for being the source of knowledge of all things related to the pups. Of course, for committing to this as much as he has done, which is amazing. Uh, for being a fantastic co-host and of course for being a little bit of a middleman and persuading some of our guests that coming on and talking about their lives in the amateur game is uh, definitely something they should do. Also a huge thanks to the University of Gloucestershire for allowing us to use their facilities because without them we wouldn't have the sauna studio so massive thanks to them. Also to Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com whose music Proto-Funk, we use royalty-free under the Creative Commons License 3.0. And last, but no means least, a big thanks to you, our listener, wherever you are in the world and whatever you do, because you make this possible. Slight over-dramatisation of it, but you really do. Um, So wherever you are, whether you're in Cheltenham or whether you're in Rio de Janeiro, I think one person listened from Brazil. Uh, We've also had a listener in South Korea. Um, Japan, New Zealand, anywhere in America or Canada or wherever in the world where you listen from, thank you very, very much. So that's another month and uh, another year, which is kind of mad still. I'm I'm still kind of in the mindset that this show is only a couple of months old and we've been going for a year and a half. So mad. Mad, mad times. We will be back in February, so make sure you join us then. And uh, have yourself an awesome January. And of course, before we always go, we've got to say a quick, up the saris. (laughs) 